Welcome to Paradox Culture Podcast for episode number two. I'm your host, Trent Peacock, and with me is my co-host, Philip Blancardi. Hello, Philip. How's it going, Trent? Good to see you. Good to see you again. And I've uh, been, uh, you know, we had great response so far to the first episode. This has been a fun project already, so I'm excited about episode number two. i uh, got lots to talk about today. So as we get ready to dive in, uh, you know, the today's topic is should Christians panic? Okay. So before we kind of dive right into all that, let's, let's have a little fun here. What would be one food or like soft drink or drink that you would panic if no longer available? Um, so I think for drink and it's kind of hard to kind of, it's kind of hard to get, but there is a, a soda called big red. It's like a red cream soda. Um, from Texas, and they sell it here in Georgia, um, but I can only get it at one Kroger, and it's like one aisle, like one little section only has that thing in, in cans, and so I think if that was to totally be gone, like never get it again, uh, I'd be pretty upset. It'd break my heart. Maybe cause a little panic in your heart? Yeah, I'd, I'd be a little frustrated. In fact, the Kroger <laughs> stopped um, selling them for a little while, and I immediately texted my mom, and I was like, the big red is gone. I don't know what's going on. They're like not selling it anymore, and so. But they brought it back, so I don't know what was going on with that. But it's it's there again. So they must have sold out. It's going off, flying off the shelves. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> not a sponsor, by the way. Uh, no sponsors. <laughs> um, I think for me, it probably would be Dr Pepper, but because I'm off leaded drinks and only drink unleaded, it'd be Ooh. Diet Dr Pepper. Okay, but I, you called me fancy last week, but now you're not drinking leaded drinks. So. Yeah, I, I can't drink my calories, so um, I spend too much time eating them. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think, for me, I think it would be Diet Dr. Pepper. I would have a little panic if I couldn't have a nice, cold Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Vanilla Coke, vanilla Coke is a close, close second, though. Yeah, it's still, there's just something about that sweet nectar of Dr. Oh Pepper. <laughs> also a Texas drink. Also a Texas drink. So, I mean, you, you know, can't, you can't get past it. <laughs> so, can't get past it. oh man, we got a great topic, as I said, you know, as we were just having a little fun. And uh, so, you know, this is something, the paradox I thought about, you know, was in, in today's world. Like, I mean, it's like every day you see panic is the response to what's happening in the culture right now with, uh, you know, with COVID-19 and all that's going on with that. And first, uh, when we first started this whole pandemic became a reality in the United States, the first panic run was we got to go buy all the toilet paper, you know, so. Which is uh, weird. Didn't make any sense. I still haven't figured that part out, like why toilet paper was so, uh, such the so thing yeah so such the panic mode to go get you know uh so i thought that was kind of weird but you know hey each his own in fact my wife just told me hey we got it about a week's left a uh, week's supply left so we gotta start hunting, hunting. yeah you <laughs> so, start looking for it so maybe start putting it in an amazon cart <laughs> uh but so yeah that was one thing we saw and then um i think it was last week or a couple weeks ago it's you know all kind of runs together now um, but, you know, where they started talking about the models, you know, of what could happen right. at the peak and, you know, and there's some, sc- some scary statistics there. 
But that created another Russian panic, you know, where everybody started going and buying out the grocery stores again. You know, so we kind of seen this panic mentality going on in our culture. Um, you know, and I think there's some real concern and there's some real uh, legitimate fear that people are going through. I've just kind of found it very interesting the panic mode people have been in, mm-hmm. you know, and um, kind of wondering, like, why why are people panicking so much? And, and my personality, and <clears throat> some of you guys that know me, kind of know me, like, I have a real laid-back personality. You know, I, I kind of stay even kill for the most part. Um, you know, I don't get, get too high, I don't get too low. But, uh, you know, so for me, the the notion of panicking isn't something that really hits me like it does. I know some people like that I'm close to that it's a real struggle for them. And uh, and they're believers and they love Jesus, but it's a struggle that, that fear can really overtake them fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I said, not that I don't get scared. I'm not meaning to come across that way, but um, I just, just have that even kill kind of personality. So, you know, I'm having trouble, I guess, understanding panic in this even in this crazy world we're living in right now yeah you know and just in having some previous conversations with you you know talking about uh this is gonna blow over it's not a big deal and you know even from from my side of it and you know you've seen this through our conversations is you know i think panic is panic is very normal it's very expected and people experience that all the time and, you know, I think yesterday we were talking about everyone's freaking out, everyone's losing their minds, they're overreacting. And I think that one of the things that has kind of led to all of that is just the unknown mm-hmm. of the, the COVID-19 pandemic of, well, is someone infected? Are they not infected? How do I know? What does it look like? Is it just, you know, and then it looks like the flu. It could look like allergies. It could just right. look like something that's normally come along. And so a lot of not knowing what's what. I think has kind of led to some of that as well. So it's been a little confusing for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. I think that's probably where most people um, really struggle with fear and panic is, is the fear of the unknown, right? Is is that really bothers people? Like if Mm -hmm. I think if they knew what exactly was the cause and how it was mutating and all that, things would be probably less panicky. Uh, but I think there's just some unknowns about what we're going through. And so it makes people really, really nervous. So today, you know, I started thinking, okay, as a follower of Jesus, as a believer, is it okay for believers to panic? And, you know, and by okay, I mean, is it sinful or wrong for believers to panic? Now, that might catch some of you off guard and might be like, whoa, whoa, I didn't, you know, I didn't know where we were going to go there. I didn't know you would equate panic and sin in the same <laughs> sentence, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I think anything of God that's not of God is is sin, right? So anything that's in our life that's not of Him is sinful. And I think we got to look at it from that perspective. Uh, and that's kind of what we want to do in this podcast is kind of take some of these kind of topics and bring them to light. Things that, like we say in our little tagline that, you know, that our words say one thing, but our life sometimes says a completely different thing thing right. and um so just kind of looking through that and what what is uh what is panic and what does it look like and to me as panic is when i am ex- exhibiting extreme fear 
for something going on in the world or in my personal life, right? Right. That's how I would, I guess, define panic, you know, um, and the extreme fear, like, not just like, oh, this kind of makes me nervous, but like, <laughs> I'm really scared of this, yeah. you know? Yeah, don't know what's next. What What's my next action here? Right. <laughs> and uh, so I think that's how I would define panic. And then I would say the other question I would have is, as we l- kind of look at this topic, what is the source of panic? You know, what is the source of panic? Where does it come from? And how are we going to deal with it? You know, those are some things I want to answer in this conversation today. So, um, you know, I, I was telling you as we were prepping for this episode, you know, some things that I wanted to be genuine as we do these things. I don't want to be like, hey, this is the problem out there. <laughs> you know, right. th- we're only going to address issues with Christians out there, I want to address issues not just out there, but in here uh, as we go through our own lives and be transparent. And I was sharing with Philip, and I haven't really told a lot of people this um, before. And, and so this is kind of like in letting you have a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> so watch out. Don't get too scared. Trent's going to share his feelings here. Here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So about a, a last August, September, um, you know, there's a lot going on in our family. Uh, we were doing several things. We were trying to sell a home. <clears throat> of course, there was a lot of things going on here at work. There yeah. always is. That's a very busy time in ministry. Uh, but, you know, and uh, we were just really, really extremely busy and a lot going on. But aside from that, you know, I'd always heard about people having panic attacks, you know, and like I never really related to that. And I've read some books and listened to some podcasts and sermons uh you know one popular uh pastor that a lot of people listen to is louis giglio and i think he was sharing one time that i heard his sermon sharing about his uh struggle with depression Mm -hmm. and breakdown he went through and it kind of made me scratch my head because i never experienced that well this august in last september i began to experience something similar where i would um wake up in the middle of the night very panicked thinking about life, thinking about things. And uh, I just kind of have this mentality uh, that you can suck it up and make it through anything, you know? So I just really wasn't, never really related to that. Or or, truth be told, probably not very sensitive to it, honestly. Yeah, of course. Um, But it began to happen where this, it went one night, it became a regular thing that was happening. And I realized I could not... You know, I have a, as you know, I, you know, I, not to brag, but, you know, I have a master's degree and my emphasis was in counseling. Mm-hmm. So, like, not only do I think, okay, well, I'm a tough guy and I can make it through this, <laughs> but I also have a counseling degree and I kind of understand how to handle counseling situations. So, here I am in this double dilemma, like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you stop this panic stuff that's mm-hmm. going on at night? And it would wake me up and I would have a hard time sleeping. And, um, you know, so for the first time in my life this past September, past August, really felt what it was like to have this sense of uh, being out of control, this sense of fear that I couldn't control. Um, and so that was that was strange, really strange thing to go through. Uh, and as I shared, you know, somebody was like, well, well, how are you now? And, you know, honestly, now it subsided after September, I don't think there was any one event that happened in my life to make it stop. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was anything that I did necessarily. I mean, obviously, I tried to spend more time in prayer as I went through that um, and giving things to the Lord. But there was no magic bullet is what I'm saying. And um, so it gave me a little experience into what some people really experience. Do you, have you or yourself ever experienced anything, yourself experiencing anything like that or someone in your family? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm pretty, I would say I'm pretty close along the lines of, of what you're kind of describing yourself as. You know, I've never had panic attacks. I don't have anxiety. Um, you know, I'm not someone that stresses out super easily. Uh, and so I've kind of had that same mentality of, you know, hey, look, you, you got a problem. It's time to solve it. It's time to fix it. It's time to take care of it. You know, sit down, plan out that process. Maybe you, you freak out for a minute. Maybe you worry. Um, but kind of sit down, come up with a solution, and let's get through it. And so, you know, I still have not somebody who has experienced any of those feelings. Um, however, um, you know, I know a couple of, um, of our college students, you know, they've expressed that, you know, they suffer from anxiety, they suffer from panic attacks. And, you know, I've kind of had to be upfront with them and say, look, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I hear what you're saying, right. and I feel for you, but I can't relate. And, you know, for so long, I've just been that personality of just move on, just do what you got to do and, and, and pick it up and keep going. And so, um, you know, that's been it's been hard for me to think about it. You know, of course, there are, there are times in my life where I worry, um, you know, there's things that have happened in my life where I've become concerned and, you know, it it can be crippling. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's like become such an emotional thing for me that. I didn't know what to do. Right. And so um, it's it's definitely one of those things that I don't understand fully, like kind of being in that state. And so, um, you know, my wife, she she kind of struggles with with anxiety and having panic attacks. And when we got married, I mean, I knew she I knew she struggled with it. But when we got married, I just thought that talking her through it like, hey, like what what do you need to do? Like, sit, right. what's the next thing? You know, and she was like, I just need you to be quiet right yeah. now like stop talking to me and just listen and just hang out with me for a little bit that's all i need you to do and i was like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all um and so a lot of it has been just not understanding on my on kind of on my side of it um but i definitely think that kind of what we're going to talk about today is there there's some answers that that we can look at in scripture that we can apply to our lives that can kind of help work us down that path definitely um for sure uh, I think that, you know, we, as I was sharing my experience and, and kind of in retrospect, kind of looking back at that and trying to figure out, okay, what is the source of that? And not, I, I can't say that I fully understood how I got to that point. Uh, but what I have realized as I look back at that or look at some of the things I see in our world where people are panicking or Christians are panicking. And I specifically am pointing out Christians because if we claim that we know Christ and Christ has redeemed us from sin, right, then as Scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 that we become new creations in, in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we have a hope, we have a, a new heart, a new life that is given to us by God himself, and therefore, our reaction to the world should then also be new and be different. And so as I look at some of those things and, and say, okay, where does panic come from? 
And if you boil it really down to the root, right, when you get down to the very nitty-gritty of where it comes from, I would say that panic really comes from a place of pride. Mm-hmm. And some might hear that and be like kind of recoil when me, they hear me say that. And let me explain it a little bit deeper. But, you know, basically a sense of pride meaning that we have this sense of control. Right. Uh, that we we are comfortable when that we have some kind of control in our life, right? Uh, or this false, many times, false idea that we're in control. As we're seeing with this virus, one thing's for sure that it's pointed out is that we are not in control. Nobody. And uh, life can go crazy in a second. <clears throat> so I think that this sense of panic comes from a place of pride because we have this false identity or false belief that we are somehow in control of our lives and the outcome of our lives. Mm-hmm. And when that's threatened, there becomes this heightened sense of fear and this heightened sense of um, maybe lack of control or being out of control, and therefore it causes people to react in different ways, when one being panic some go into depression um and and not saying all depression is a result i think there's some serious things that can be um challenges there that result in a lot of different factors but just from a standpoint of panicking you know i think it it comes from a sense of control which ultimately is us telling god in a way hey as long as i feel like i'm controlling things or moving the pieces on the chessboard Every, I'm good. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think what makes it hard, the, the problem with, you know, with pride and getting to worry and feeling like you're losing control is is you kind of get to this point where it's like, hey, what what am I supposed to do with this, right? That there's, there's this thing that I'm struggling with and, um, you know, obviously comes from losing control of some part of your life. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about, fear and worry and like some of the things in my life that I've been struggling with and it's always boiled down to I've lost control of something right mm-hmm. and you know uh, one of my things that that I've kind of been stressed over recently is is some more schooling and just when I sit down and look at assignments and I don't understand or I'm having trouble comprehending what's going on then I feel like I've lost control, you know, and it, and there's always this preconceived thing like I'm going to sit down and look at my homework and I'm going to do it. or I'm going to sit down and I'm going to I'm going to build a sermon and it's going to come out great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or you think about finances. I know finance is a huge thing for families, you know, is trying to figure out saving and, and putting yeah. money towards things and, and kids and right. paying for college and, mm-hmm. and all these different w- things. You know, and Amy and I recently have talked about maybe, you know, looking at buying a home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not knowing what that looks like yet, I, I have no idea. There, there is a sense of no control there. And I, I would say, looking back just over the last six months, any source of worry or fear or panic that I've had in my life has 100% come from something that I feel like I've lost control over or something that I never really felt like I had control of in the first place, but I just kind of neglected it. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm just not going to think about it. I'm going to, I'm going to, maybe it'll solve itself somehow. And right. That never happens. Right. And so, yeah, for sure. I think pride is, you know, and a lot of people will probably push back on that. But if you really think about it, you know, I think you're, I think you're hundred percent correct in saying that. Well, I'll, I want to make one 
delineation here too that I want to be clear on something, and that is that not pl- like I don't want people, the the audience, to think, okay, well, if I'm not, if I if I'm panicking, that's that means I'm a control freak, and if I don't panic, that mm-hmm. just means I'm just like. Hey, I don't need to plan for the future because God's got it all in control. <laughs> yeah. So I don't yeah. want I want to go I don't want to go to the extreme there, right? Because right? I feel like we, God's given us things to uh, be responsible for. Of course. Too much is given, much is required, right? And so right. we're we're in that accountability to what God has given us, and to prepare and plan and move forward in life the best we can for what God's gifted us in doing. So I don't want to make it sound like, hey, if you just don't do anything. God will take care of it. All. I don't think. I think that's irresponsible too. Oh yeah, of just course, just as it is irresponsible to panic. I think it's also irresponsible not to use your giftedness. So I right. want to make that clear to our audience. <laughs> um, you know, and as we as we think through, you know, okay, so panic. Where does it come from? I'm I'm coming today at, from an angle that I think if we really boil it down to the 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 nitty gritty and the the roots of it, it comes from a sense of false sense of control and that we begin to take control like you said of something that we have no control over or can't affect mm-hmm. and therefore we panic or things that we did have control over and we neglected and now we're panicking because the real the the domino effect of neglect is catching up with us right right but still i believe god has a plan for everyone it's life it has a purpose uh, first and foremost, the purpose of our life as followers of Jesus is to glorify God and everything we do. You know, uh, Scripture is clear about that. Um, so I think that's the first step. But, you know, as we look at, okay, what is the source of panic? Um, how do we respond to that? And then I want to talk about maybe is it possible not to panic and if so, how? Like, let's get to the practical. Let's not just talk about the ph- philosophical of panic being just sin. But, okay, if panic is a sin, if fear, if being driven by fear is a sinful act of maybe pride or, you know, letting letting pride seep into our hearts. Um, I also think that panic comes from not just our pride, but uh, the secondary source probably would be deception right that we that we have from demonic forces in our life telling us you know this is going to overtake you this is going to you know overcome you this you know those voices you know uh, that might be influencing your heart Mm -hmm. because you're not giving your heart to the the holy spirit (laughs) you're not leaning into what the holy spirit's saying you're not being still before the Lord, which we talked about last episode, um, you know. So those are some things I think that people are going to struggle with in that and the source of pride. So now that we've talked about sources, let's kind of pivot a little bit and let's talk about, okay, knowing that panic is a real thing, right? Right. Um, is it possible not to? And if so, how do we kind of, um, not pan- how do we arrest that panic feeling? So talking about this, it, it, you know, is it possible for us not to panic? And if so, how can we not panic or get to a place of panic in our heart and in our mind? 
Right. So I, I think that, you know, through looking at Scripture and kind of reflecting on panic and worry, I, I think that Scripture kind of gives us a difference between um, worry and concern. And so I think that a lot of times people get caught in this state of worry, and it leads to panic, and it leads to fear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Scripture, I think, it kind of gives this difference of where, you know, Paul or, or Jesus is referencing and telling them not to be anxious, not to be fearful, mm-hmm. not to worry. Um, you know, I think about the Philippians uh, 4 verse. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Right. And, you know, Paul is telling them uh, not to worry, but clearly there's a concern, right? Like mm-hmm. there's something to they're, that they're concerned about. Otherwise, he wouldn't tell them to, to go to the Father in prayer. Um, but what happens is we take concern and we get away from God. We get away from that, that idea of, you know what, I've got something I'm concerned about and I'm going to run to the Lord with it. But instead, we don't do that and we kind of lose our minds. We freak out. We go back to I've lost control. We get consumed in our pride. And, you know, you talked about um, the enemy kind of taking it. And it's, it's, it's true. I, I think about the difference between um, guilt, feeling guilty and feeling convicted, right? Mm-hmm. One is a, is a tool that God has given us, conviction that the Holy Spirit um, that we have that says, you know, that challenges us when we do something. One is this post, like, oh, I could, I, I'm a terrible person. I feel guilty about what I've done. And, and I think that the enemy is very tactful and very particular about how he takes something that God has given us and kind of um, changes it and right. twists it. And mm-hmm. I think that worry and concern are a similar fashion. And so, um, you know, Matthew 6.25 is another one where we see anxiety come up. And it, it's one of these things that where anxiety, the definition is, is literally just, it means to worry. Right. And, um, but similarly through scripture, we see where um, they talk about being concerned for other people for, uh, you know, doing this. And so, um, you know, Philippians uh, chapter two talks about concern and taking care. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that there is a difference. And so when you think about being worried, you think about being fearful and panicking, you feel like there's no solution. Right. Because the reality is that there isn't. That's what Satan wants us to believe is that here's you isolated on this island with this problem. What are you going to do now? Right. Whereas to be concerned over something is, is us kind of reflecting and going, you know what? I have this thing going on in my life and I need to run to the Lord in it. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And so I think one is can leave you feeling hopeless right and one kind of gives you strength to continue making those movements so i think it all comes down to our understanding of how we respond to worry right in those moments so from there you know talk about talking about practical ways to handle it um you know is it it can be hard um to try and figure out what those pinpoint moments are Mm -hmm. and um there's in Philippians four, you know, like I said, it talks about not not being anxious about anything. But if you go a couple verses later, uh, and it literally says, and I, I've got it here. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So it gives this idea of like our mindset changing. Right. And shifting into hey, here's something, here's a way that you can kind of begin to get out of that. And, it, and then it goes on, and I think that it kind of changes from, an a- from a mental thing to an action. It says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, 
Paul's, you know, Paul's talking about mimicking Christ, um, just as he did in First Corinthians. It says, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And so right. I think that there is an clear instruction on, hey, when you're struggling, when you're dealing with these things, when you have concern, right. Right, not worry, when you have concern, how to respond in a practical way. And then if you cross into the worry, and and so that that's when you that the red flag should start coming up, right? Right. And, right. and say, okay, I've got to go back to the outline that Philippians and Paul has given me in Philippians. You know, thinking about these things. Right. You know, <laughs> and then continually meditating and dwelling on those things versus dwelling on the thing that I want to control but I can't. Right. You know. Right. And uh, and I think you s- it hit on there. It says in the end of that, the what will be with you. Right. The peace the, of God. The peace of God. Right. right. And that is the opposite of fear, anxiety, and panic. And I think that's a very cool thing that God gives us that source of truth right. uh, to go through, knowing that we would deal with times like this yeah. where we would feel completely out of control. I mean, I mean, I, I was watching, as we talked about it, um, watching some church services this past week and online, and you know, some of these churches were, were asking people to put prayer requests in their comments section. And, and this one fairly large church I was watching, and they had a great uh, number of people viewing their service and just watching and reading some of those prayer requests coming in. And I, I could feel the panic. I could feel the worry and the fear. And, and my heart wasn't like being judgmental toward them. It was my heart was hurting for them. And I was like, oh, man, these these folks are really struggling right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it caused me to turn to the God and pray and ask for the peace of God to be upon those folks. And so I think that as believers who aren't struggling with panic and fear versus the mentality of like, oh, rolling your eyes and kind of being like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? (laughs) You know, (laughs) the attitude should be for us that aren't struggling with that should really probably be more of, hey, I'm going to pray with you and for you, you know, Um, and and pray for the peace of God to come upon your life, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10 uh, verses 4 and five, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, but divine, but have the divine power to destroy strongholds, the stronghold of fear and panic. Mm. Verse five, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And so as we think through that verse, right, you know, our weapons of warfare are, have divine power, right? We forget that part sometimes. Right. You know, we are relying on our own self-sufficiency. But we have divine power through the Holy Spirit that works in us to demolish the strongholds that the enemy keeps putting in our hearts, the, the, the strongholds of doubt, the strongholds of worry, the strongholds of lack of control or fear. Uh, and w- we do this, though, just like Philippians was giving us a list of things to to think on. But we have... We have to use our minds as a weapon, too. Right. And we take every thought captive. Just like when we are struggling with other sins in our life, we take captive to overcome those sins. We take captive the action that we need to to overcome that sin, whether it's you know, you're struggling with lust or anything like that or gossip. You take captive of your tongue. You, with lust, we take captive our eyes. You know, we change what we look at. We change what we talk about right. and how we respond. And just 
as how we're going to not panic is we have to take captive our thoughts mm-hmm. and really arrest them from going from a place of concern, which is okay. Right. But when we cross over to the worry, that's where we begin to sin, you know, right. because we're now putting our faith and trust in something different than God, right? We're worrying right. that God's not in control or God's not involved or that we are somehow going to um, control everything, right? you know, or worried about our circumstances. And God clearly tells us in his word not to worry about the problems of t- tomorrow because you have enough going on today. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know? So um, anyway, so w- step one of how to overcome panic is that we have to take our thoughts captive. Right. Then I would I would re- reference us back to Romans, <coughs> Romans chapter two, uh, twelve, chapter twelve, and verse two, and it says, "Do not conform to this world." So the world, everybody who is not a follower of Jesus, right? Their natural response, because all they have t- is themselves to, to control, right? Mm-hmm. They have no other, as we just read, power in their life. Right. That's that's uh, you know helping them cope with the things of life uh it, it says don't be like them don't conform to that pattern but be transformed by the renewal of your mind a lot of people read through that like thinking oh it just means renew your heart renew your spirit no it's physically talking about your thoughts right the way you think the way you think right the way you interact with life uh so we got we got to renew our minds daily uh i was recently challenged not long ago by a uh, guy I look up to, and a pastor, his name is Robbie Gallaty, and uh, happened to be in a small group discussion uh, that he was walking a group of pastors through, and um, he was talking about daily resetting your mind, mm-hmm. and you know he w- we were talking about as pastors you deal with burnout, you know, and, yeah. and how we can avoid that by daily resetting our minds and focusing in mentally on the truth of God and the power of God that lives within inside of us. And so it was really challenging for me, you know, to say, okay, I'm, I understand, I'm tracking with that. I understand what that means, you know, and I got to put that in practice. You know, I can't just read this verse and say, oh, sure, I, I know what that means. Right. Application is necessary. We've got to, we got to put it into action. So, uh, just just to encourage you as our viewers and our listeners, uh, just, you know, as you're struggling and get close to the point of worry and panic, take capture your thoughts. Uh, transform your mind by re- renewing it, by s- resetting daily with your thoughts on the Word of God and who He is. And um, my good friend Freddie said this in his Instagram post the other day. Um, just talking about how there's a song that says, uh, it talks about the God and, and how God's never um, distant and he's always near and that he's a miracle-working God mm-hmm. and he's done it before and he'll do it again. And thinking about that, think about all the times in your life and we would look backwards, you know, hindsight is a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. And so we can look back and see how God's taking care of us. In the moments that we were really uncertain what was going on, or maybe there were some really troubling moments that you were walking through. Uh, I know God's used things in my life to, like, uproot me from places of comfort 
uh, and weird. There was this uncertainty. Like I didn't know what our next step as a family was going to be. But looking back, you see God's orchestration of his plan in your life. Right. You, and sometimes it's hard to see when your head's down and, and looking at your feet. Right. But God doesn't look at your feet. He can see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And so it's just beautiful to be able to go and renew your mind with looking back at what God has done in your life, you know. So those are some practical things I would give people to as you struggle, maybe during this time of the COVID-19 and things that you're worried about, job loss or income loss or loved ones that are sick, whatever it may be, that God's still in control. We don't need to panic. There's going to be plenty of toilet paper. (laughs) You know, to to just really reflect back on God's word, you know, yeah, and do these things as a practical step. So this has been our second episode, been a good episode, good discussion about panic and as Christians, should we panic? And and just to leave you with one more verse, and it's one of my favorite verses, and that is Second Timothy one seven. It says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but gave us a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Uh, it gave us a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. It's the total opposite of yeah. being out of control, panicking, and worrying. Right. So I just want to encourage you that as a believer today. Uh, and if you're not a believer, I'd love to talk to you more about how to have that peace of mind. Uh, so we'd love to interact with you on our social pages. So, Philip, why don't you tell them how to join and uh, connect with us on those uh, social media pages yeah so we appreciate you guys listening to us on spotify and uh, watching us on on youtube Uh, so we want to push you guys and and encourage you to head over to our instagram uh, at paradox culture podcast and there you'll be able to interact with us send us some messages uh, talk in our comments of some posts that we've got going on as well as if you want to search for us on facebook we got a facebook page um, and that is just paradox culture and so if you can find us on there um, we'll, we'd love to interact with you guys. If you have questions, um, like Trent said, if, if, if you're someone that has questions about what it looks like to have that relationship with Christ, that's obviously something that we would love to walk through with mm-hmm. you um, and help have those conversations. And so if you want to find us on those two platforms, um, we are definitely able to be reached there. And we're hoping to get verified on iTunes here soon. So if we can end up over there, yep. that'd be awesome. So that'd be great. Hopefully we'll get approved for that. Yep. And, uh, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to continue to watch this podcast um, instead of just listening. And then, so, hey, thanks so much for listening and watching. Stay tuned next week. Episode 3 is coming up. And uh, we're going to be talking about if God is a loving God, then why do things like COVID-19 happen? Mm -hmm. So the paradox of God being loving and disaster happening in the world. So that's kind of what we'll be talking about next episode, episode three. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Be good and see you soon.